0: Barkley put it, <laughs> looking like another grease Paul night in Philly, Philly, Philly. Philly. The pipes are nice and warmed up and ready to go for episode 31 of the Grease Paul podcast. You can follow along on Instagram at Grease Paul Podcast. Every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars if you think it's the opposite of the way the birds have been playing. One star if you think it is what the birds have looked like lately. Hopefully it's somewhere in between, if not five. But whatever it is, any feedback is better than none. Share the links, word of mouth, all that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. This is the episode I never, ever, ever, ever really wanted to do, but some shit happened yesterday, and now here we find ourselves on this wonderful Monday morning. My apologies for not... um Having an episode last week, some personal matters arose I had to take care of. Again, things like that. You can follow along. I put out on Instagram, at Grease Paul Podcast. Uh, Any announcements, change of the day of the podcast or anything like that that it drops, you will find them there, as well as opinions and all that good stuff and pictures of our terrible football team. But before we get into that, Justin, let's be positive, man. Let's be positive. I want to try and... You know, I don't want everything to be negative, man. I really don't. I mean, we just came fresh off a therapy <laughs> session, though, yeah. which was way fun.
1: Entirely too fun and <laughs> awful, but it's okay.
0: We're we're
1: we're not bad people. No, we're not. It, uh, the things we were saying was well intentioned. They were facts, though. They're factual. They were factual. That's what it. It, it facts first, right? Uh-huh. Always, and yeah. that that if if you stay true to that. Like who can knock you, right? I just I'm baffled by the situation and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> More positivity before we get into what's happening on Gear Freaks tomorrow. Yes. Uh I don't know that we've brought this up on your show or our show. Every week before before we record, mm-hmm. you hit up the bucks. Yeah. And you come over. Lately it's been, we've been doing the uh the cold brew. Yes. The last three weeks at least. This Starbucks has been on point.
0: Oh, it slaps, dude!
1: I this one today, I think yep. is the best of the bunch. I agree because we talked about this. The one thing I hate about a lot of coffee places, whenever you get like any kind of cream, they overdo it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you ask for light cream, they way underdo yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. A spritz cr- cream is like a fine balance. Like yes, you, ha- you have it. It it has to be the perfect blend. hundred percent because you got to taste the coffee. It that it's it's it's, <laughs> it's a coffee. Name. It's a cold
0: brew for a reason. I want like I need that taste present. And I need
1: it. They did this this one today has the perfect amount of coffee. It's so good, dude. Perfect amount of cream. Yep. And perfect amount of sweetness. It is
0: because see, because I'm I'm an OCD fuck, and like I I have to do the same things in the same time, in the same place every week. Otherwise, like I'm my equilibrium's messed up. I'm convinced all hell's gonna break loose. So when I'm pulling out of the drive through at the Bucks, and I'm on the way here, I light a heater because you know last chance, uh, <laughs> right? Like okay, I'm gonna be talking for a while, man. Let me I, I'm not loosening the pipes up with that, but let me sound more like any money than I normally do. <laughs> You know, like I'm chewing glass. So when you light a cigarette, the coffee goes perfect with it, man. Mm. That plus booze. Those okay. are the two, man. Um, those are the reasons I don't, that and I'm just stubborn as fuck, that I can't quit. Because it's like, man, like I would have to cut so much shit out of my life that I enjoy just because they go so well with the cigarette. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But anyway, like I I, I drive off, man. I, I light one. I I do the the straw that they finally got conditioned to seeing my ass every oh you like straws, right? Like, okay, I've got a win there. Check. Yeah. I do the 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 douchebag, pound the straw on the steering wheel, <laughs> pluck it out, and I stick it in, and I take a sip and it's like, Okay, the last three weeks, like you said, they've been damn good, but this one was special. Yeah. This was special. Maybe it's because I needed something good in my life. <laughs> You know, after yesterday. A little bonus. A little yeah, a little sunshine on a on a when it gets dark at five o'clock PM out here. But yeah, man. Dude, yeah, man. I'm very I just took like when the intro was playing, I took like seven sips. Now I'm probably gonna have to piss in ten minutes. Word. But
1: <laughs> you know, we can we can tweak that. We'll barrel we'll barrel through <laughs> it. We'll figure it out. But right. Speaking of barreling through, uh big Episode of Gear Freaks this week, so Uh, big. Just a few weeks ago, the retro, uh, the reverse retros came out for the NHL.
0: All thirty-one,
1: and we are talking about it. And if anybody knows anything about the Gear Freaks, we love hockey sweaters.
0: They're our favorite, far and away.
1: And as awesome as some of the interviews have been, and some of the lists have been, the pure joy, yeah, of us talking about the reverse retros,
0: dude. Absolutely. (laughs) I think that every episode has been such a blast. I love that pod. Follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Gear Freaks Pod, by the way, kids. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Subscribe, rate, review, share the links out, word of mouth. All the good things hopefully you do with this pod as well. Um, The reverse retro one, man. Like When we... When we when we were done there, speaking of cigarettes, mm-hmm. I needed like a post-coital cigarette. <laughs> that was like, yo, that was fun as fuck. Yeah. Not that any other of them weren't, but it spoiler alert, if you're whatever your NHL team kids, our opinion on whatever your reverse retro sweater is. Is there because we, we it 100% because we accidentally discussed all 31 teams. Didn't
1: mean to. But it happened. As a matter of fact. Organically. We went out of our way to try not to. Right. We we restricted ourselves (laughs) to five. Yes. Oops.
0: And all 31 happened because that's what we do. And then there were two at the end. I can't remember exactly who that we were like, did we touch on them?
1: Here we go. (laughs)
0: let's just do it what the hell let's include everybody i know one of them was nashville yes net columbus was the other one yes so i mean if you're i don't think there's a lot of blue jackets fans out there you know preds preds the the shininess is worn off them yeah so from a couple years ago but if you are a preds or a blue jackets fan we don't mean to you know no no disrespect intended but
1: there's a reason that they didn't happen until the end. And
0: right. That, that. exactly. Yeah. You were kind of the table scraps, but mm-hmm. we still, you know, we we, you we got some love. We got you ish. taken care of. Your your names are mentioned yes. at least. You know, you can't say we didn't That's include a win you
1: on the Gear Freaks Pod.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You also get a participation trophy. Good for them. It is such a blast of an episode. It will be available tomorrow again. All podcast platforms. You can follow along at Gear Peak Gear Freaks Pod on ig and twitter justin while i've got you i want to ask your thoughts because this is one of my favorite times of year mm-hmm. the mcrib is back where are you and ha- first of all
1: have you ever had one yes so i i'm old and i remember <laughs> when they first came out okay and i remember my dad loving on the mcrib he loved the mcrib my man and i remember enjoying it as uh-huh. I would have been maybe ten ish in the ten to twelve range because it was when we were still in New York. Gotcha. So we moved. We left New York like twelve. I was twelve ish. Yeah. So I remember having it. I remember enjoying it a great deal. Uh, the first time it came came back, I guess probably like ninety nine two thousand. Mm-hmm. I was fired up. Yeah. I, was like, I can't wait for this thing. They they start advertising. It. I'm like, I haven't had it since I was a kid.
0: Yeah, dude. Man, I
1: want to. Thoroughly disappointed. Really. Now, again, this is now already probably almost 20 years ago. You haven't? So you I haven't? Nope. Well, I also stopped eating fast food 10-ish years ago. Okay. So I, I can't lie. Those McRib commercials come on, and I'm like, man, like I wonder if they... like I, I'm trying to balance the disappointment in 2000 versus what I'm seeing on the television where it looks right. good and wondering if... Maybe I was a little harsh in 2000 on the return.
0: You might have bad batch, maybe I don't know because it it's they're very rangy. Because here's the thing, they it first of all they have to be smothered in barbecue sauce. Okay, because then you get the life hack of because what back in 2000 the last time you had the pleasure of having a McRib, you could get they would fast food places would give you whatever sauce they that you asked for, and you didn't have to order chicken. Now if you don't have like some nugs in there a chicken sandwich, if you ask Mm -hmm. for a barbecue or sweet and sour, they it's like blasphemy. They charge you for it, which is just... Right. Dicks. So, But life hack, with the McRibs, you don't need it. If you like like a BBQ with your fry, you can take your fries and you can dip it in the barbecue that is in the McRib box. Uh So you get to cheat the system and throw your middle fingers up to Mickey D's, (laughs) which is always good to fuck the establishment. Mm -hmm. So... We gotta, we gotta get you back on the wave, man. Because I think I don't remember him from back in the day. I don't even remember if if I had one back that far or not. But I feel like McRib science probably came a long way. I know the That's advertising
1: important. has. I was listening to New Day Pod last week, whenever it was recently, right? And they were talking about the return of the McRib. Yeah, and uh, Big E was like, "Yo, the McRib, can't wait." dude and, and all i was thinking was like that time where i was just so disappointed and you know maybe it was just the hype the hype train it could it, be it was probably a combination of things and it maybe, could be maybe, somebody maybe, was having a bad day and well and it's also possible that at this point 20 years later my mind has built it as as just straight up disappointment as opposed right. to it was just okay yeah yeah so it could be
0: memory yeah memory works funny that way yeah. it's they have a very i'll say this mcdonald's lines i've noticed have been very long lately mm. and i'm hoping that it's and then i started like thinking because i've had your boys had uh 8 and 9 happen today on lunch break um i'm not going to get into how the how the how an odd number happened but uh i typically double up i do the combo and i get an extra because just gross um <laughs> But there's there's something about the smell of them, man. When they give you the bag and mm-hmm. you set it in the passenger seat next to you, you've got the windows up, unless you're an asshole like me and you're smoking on the way home, but you can still smell. They smell so good, man. They mm-hmm. smell so good. There's something I about like taking them out. Sense, so. Oh, man. And then the onion. See, I go, if you do it again, which I highly recommend, definitely go, because they put onions and pickles on them. The pickles I don't get. The pickle doesn't seem like it has it. Pickles just in general, fast food, they get too happy with pickles. Pickles get put on shit that they have no business on. The McRib is perfect example. The onions are, are forgivable. Yeah. I'm okay with the onions, but you got to go no pickle to me. I don't know what they're doing with that.
1: Maybe I'll maybe I'll get pickles on it. Take pickles off half, cut it in half to see the difference.
0: Okay, there you go. Some science. That's a good and call.
1: Turn it into an, an experiment.
0: <laughs> That's a good call. I'm just convinced because a pickle is such a—it's a prominent smell. You can smell a pickle. You yeah. know, you know when a pickle's there. A pickle is one of those things. If it touches my food, I, everything is tainted. Everything is tainted. I feel like my food has now been
1: raped. Does I can't remember? Is McDonald's a dill pickle or a sweet? I don't know. Because I don't know. That'll taint. Too like that'll that would sway opinions too. I want to say dill, but so maybe okay. I don't know hamburger hamburger dill usually. Probably in a fast food. See, I'm big on
0: textures, man. Like I've I've done the now. I always look because I don't fast food people. I don't want to say I don't trust you. I just don't think the care is equal from from everybody across the board. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And I've accidentally bitten into a pickle before, and the texture is just. No I don't want that in in it doesn't mesh man I, you get a nice juicy burger and you have just like vinyl in there I
1: don't I can't interesting I, like, I don't I oh. like a nice pickle on a burger so that means you weren't happy about the uh, the the jar or the big jug of pickles we had at our bar. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it I do remember it. it didn't it's weird
0: because the smell doesn't really bother me I just don't want it on my food. I don't want on my food, man. I'm weird. I'm really weird. I'm also the guy, like if you've got like a plate of food that has multiple courses on it, mm-hmm. do you attack it all at the same time or do you go about it strategically and you go, like I I eat all of one thing. at well, one, like the McRibs, for example. Mm-hmm. The two McRibs and then the, the fries that come with it. I eat the McRibs first and my, my thought process is I'm the most hungry at the beginning of the meal. Mm-hmm. So I will enjoy the McRibs more. This is really fucked up that... <laughs> That I map out how I'm going to attack food this way. <laughs> but I go McRib, one, two, and then you set the boxes aside so you still have that barbecue sauce excess, and then you go after the fries.
1: So it, it, that all depends on what I'm eating.
0: Okay. Makes S- sense.
1: Sometime, like a like a Five Guys, for example, which Ooh. I, I will sometimes burger, burger, burger. Yeah. Let's fuck up some fries before they get too cold. Right. And McDonald's is one of those places... Again, I, I I don't know what it is now, but a McDonald's fry is probably the best fast food fry. But you let them suckers get cold, and you're done. For. Yeah, the integrity's out the window. Right, it but is. You it, right out of the box, right out of the fryer, McDonald's fries. Oh.
0: They are elite. They are elite. I tend to go depending on what. Uh, here, are their rallies on the West Coast. I guess they're checkers. Yeah, their fries. Oh dude.
1: Yeah, some of my faves. Yeah.
0: They actually have for the real fat kids among us. They have the the fry lovers extra large fry and what they do is they take just one of their big ass drink cups and just load it full of fries.
1: That's smart. It's it's cuz nobody wants anything else really from rallies. That's it. The burgers I mean, are okay, they're all right. I guess. They're okay. Like, ain't but nobody, ain't nobody paying for that. No, you're I going the there fries. for the fries. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, dude. And they I'm that the fry lovers excel at rallies. Shout out to them. I mean, my waistline doesn't really care for it, but, (laughs) dude.
1: Hmm, okay. Investment. Yeah. Investment. Well, and I I guess on that same level, that's one of the things I like about Five Guys. Bag fries.
0: The bag fry from Five Guys is great because they hook you up. Mm -hmm. Now, it's weird because the fine line is you can't go the large because the large is egregious. (laughs) It's entirely too much. It's too much. And this is coming from me,
1: dude. I can (laughs) fucking eat, all right? But it's too much. What's funny is you get the regular regular fries yeah so they fill that cup and you get bag fries that usually is good enough for my family four, really yeah usually
0: i am gross
1: that's me <laughs> i eat your family's dinner
0: by myself
1: <laughs> now to be fair my plus wife, the burger my wife and i are trying to watch what we eat i so. need to get on that wave i do um but I mean, you know, depending on the when and where we are in, in the diet situation, right. then it's usually the bigger cup for all four of us. Okay. So. Okay. No, respectable. The only thing,
0: five guys, man, they can- They're expensive, too. Dude, you got to overdraw your account to eat dinner there. Mm-hmm. And that's the, th- that's the only thing that, like, if it weren't for that, if you were a little more reasonable, like, I'd- I'd be
1: I'd, there all the time. Yeah, I, I got it'd you. It'd be a problem.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I would be even, I would be two of me, you know? <laughs> But uh, kneecap's still intact, though. <laughs> but hopefully, I hope. But that's my I only that thing, reference. man. <laughs> so <coughs> that's my only thing is just go in there, man, for a fry, a burger, and a drink. And a lot of people don't go drink. But, like, I don't know, man. If I'm going to make the decision to go and have somebody else cook for me, I love a Fountain Dr. Pepper. It's, it's, it's upper Super echelon. Super respectable. It's dude, it's great. It's on my like non-alcoholic Mount Rushmore. It's up there. Yeah, that's a convo that we could delve into one day. I love Mount Rushmores, and I definitely love food Mount Rushmores. <laughs> Clearly, we're eighteen minutes in, and we're still talking <laughs> fast food. Eventually, on your Eagles pop I don't, I don't. But I'm. This is good because it it puts Delang's off the inevitable, inevitable yeah. conversation that I really didn't want to fucking have today. <laughs> but no, I'm with you. Five Guys is elite. Uh, Popeyes also has a great fry the problem is there you have to deal with the people that work there to get it
1: yeah man so i do doordash yeah anytime i get a popeye's order you know it's going to be a problem yeah because especially with doordash they don't do it they don't even start until you get there so oh jesus which defeats the entire purpose so like i get there and then i'm like order for whomever and you show them yeah and and they're not exactly urgent no never <laughs> never is popeye's ever urgent nope they, they put the order in they take the little receipt and they put it up we'll be with you in a minute
0: yep uh, all right let me pull up youtube real yeah. quick and throw the earbuds in
1: 10 minutes later yeah if i'm lucky i was gonna say god you forbid, get a fast one
0: god yeah. forbid they're busy i know i'm dude. the only
1: person in the store right ten minutes later right
0: and they're still getting to you
1: and it's like you have all this chicken like i don't what is happening right now
0: throw it in a bag please
1: <laughs> and then again god forbid that you have a drink oh then dude they gotta go i'll go get you a drink yeah okay, cool like man like <laughs> I, I get it but man, come on like i'm dude i'm <laughs> right funny, time
0: man. come on now i'm trying to i'm trying to make this bread i'm convinced that they part of their corporate training has to be intentionally suck <laughs> And it, dude, it, it sucked because it costs them, like, if you go, like, chicken places, Bobo's is really good, Bojangles. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You know, it, it,
1: but Popeye's is well,
0: where dude, it's at, food-wise.
1: I go in and it smells incredible in there. Yeah. And last month or the month before they had the habanero wings and I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, that looks so good. Right. But no. Like yeah. I am not. I already have to wait for this this other order. I'm not placing yeah. one. If I go personal five minutes.
0: I might as well yeah, I'm paying rent now. I'll you just know.
1: Take a seat and they'll get to me eventually. <laughs> and I'll I guess. hope.
0: Right. Have you had though the chicken sandwich there?
1: No. and
0: Oh, my God, again, dude. And it caused
1: a, a whole thing last summer, I remember. And again, every time I go, just about every time I go, almost every order has that sandwich yeah, on it. Yeah, dude. And it looks
0: incredible. People aren't, nobody's dying over them anymore. If you ever have at least an hour to kill, because that's what you're going to need, yeah. buy one. Okay. Buy one. I know you're off fast food, but McRib and. and and Popeye's chicken sandwich. If you could put one together, maybe even better, like a KFC double down when they used to do that. Oh hey. my god! You know, <laughs> the double down. That was made specifically for people like me. Get that bread out of here. Let's put <laughs> bacon between two big ass fried pieces of chicken. Just oh, no. It's Just, so bad, but dude, I loved it. I like they mark. As soon as I saw it on TV, I was like, I have to. The next time I'm hungry, I'm getting one of those suckers, <laughs> and I did. For you, I mean, not good for me, bro. I should have a little more. In thirty-two years, I should have learned a little more discipline than not immediately is okay. <laughs> you know, I can't. Not immediately. Not immediately is is acceptable. You can get around to it eventually. Food's not really going anywhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true. You know. I, speaking of KFC, they apparently uh they've got um they've got fries now.
0: Like, I saw that and I'm not sure how I feel about it cuz the wedge
1: is strong. Yeah, you're right. I I guess they're using the colonel's recipe on the on the fries though, which could be I don't know if that that makes it, you know, elite tier or but it does make it intriguing. Oh, so the same the same recipe as the chicken. Right. Okay, this might be worth a look then. Exactly. Like so I again, I don't know that that's going to make it like some amazing thing, but it does make does make it intriguing
0: it's i was just interesting at the least because their chick i i, I enjoy kfc's chicken is good you mm-hmm. know what i mean but they are notorious for if you go there and you get anything that's not like hey let me get the tenders like you're gonna wait for a little bit you yeah. know hey can we pull you around to spot a <laughs> and you're like yo you're a chicken place man like how do you not have chicken you don't have like you don't have you don't have a depth chart ready to go man like <laughs> What if a family? What if a what if soccer mom comes through with the van?
1: And she just, all she wants is a bucket. Right. She's kind of
0: Yeah, like you got to hey, sorry, you know, Carol, can you pull around for me
1: <laughs> in your town and country and, and just wait? Dude, I I have a buddy Evan and I can't believe 23 minutes into your Eagles spot we're, we're talking about KFC. This
0: I is the gonna... level I want to talk about my team. So we're good, dude.
1: <laughs> but uh so so many years ago we we took like a lunch break during band practice like we did a, a band rehearsal essentially for a full day okay and so we took like a lunch break towards the end of the evening right or somewhere in the evening and he wanted kfc okay so we hit up the kfc we practiced in downtown New right and so there's a kfc down there like towards mercury and jefferson the, the corner i'm getting way localized but i think uh, i know
0: what you're talking about yeah this is uh 757 for everybody out there represent local
1: yeah but uh so we we go to that that kfc go through the line we long ass line by the way <coughs> and we finally get through the line and uh we get up to the the order box yeah and no chicken dude you're kentucky fried chicken it's right a new name <laughs> no chicken all right so he's a little upset but
0: he should be. But Evan whatever.
1: should be irate. So he's like, okay, so we'll go to the other one. F- actually, closer to it's a Bucks now. It's not a KFC anymore. They it's f- actually this Starbucks. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fucking A. Okay. Yeah. So I we, just
0: got really weirdly excited for that.
1: <laughs> but I remember that KFC. Yeah. So we <laughs> rolled up to that KFC. Uh, long ass line. Again, go through the line, pull up to the box. Hey, I'd like a X, Y, or Z, whatever he was trying to get. Yeah. No chicken. Dude. And he flipped. He, this dude is one of I the calmest dudes. I hope you let him dudes, have it. One of the calmest <laughs> dudes I've ever met in my entire life. And he's Sam Kinnison all of a sudden. <laughs>
0: why? Why, why, why? Ah!
1: And like he hops a curb in his little pickup truck. Jesus. And I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Just in, I couldn't believe it. Dude. And if you ever want to ask him, he is in the Discord <laughs> at Bub Drum.
0: Oh, I'm I've seen him. I've seen him. <laughs> I am hitting him up. Him about the chicken. Tell me about tell me about getting heated at KFC. Dude, it, it it's that is a plague with them, dude. It is. And it sucks because their food is also it's solid. It's respectable. Yeah. You know? The famous bowls, elite.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> know <and> Oswald <laughs> calls them what? The 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 bowls of sadness. <laughs> And ever since I heard him say that, I was like, I can't. I mean, that he's he's not wrong, man, but take everything I like and put it in a bowl. It,
0: it it's dr- somebody a hundred percent got somebody was hammered at KFC headquarters that or that are stoned when they came up yeah. with this shit. Because that's when you come up with some good shit. Just yeah. I I I need where's the food? I need just sustenance. It's 2 in the morning. I've had too much. It's too late to call in a pizza. I'm too fucked up to go anywhere. (laughs) I got it. That's how I gave birth to the peanut butter and bacon sandwich. Hmm. The key is you have to toast the bread, though. See, my logic there was I was hammered, and two of my favorite things in life are, food-wise, peanut butter and bacon. Mm -hmm. So drunk me was like, man, what if I put them together, though? And I did. I need to do it again sober. Drunk me was convinced this is
1: is life.
0: I need a food truck, man. I need to sell. I need to charge for these motherfuckers, (laughs) man. You know, put the bread in the toaster and it pops up, you know. Uh That, That was the key. I was like, man, there's so much crunch in here. Imagine if I had crunchy. You can yet that you can have options. You can have the creamy sandwich. You can have the fucking crunchy. <laughs> sa- like there's options, man. And this is the shit you think of when you're fucked up in the kitchen at two, two thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I think the famous bowl was. Was just let's just gross in a bowl. <laughs> yes, because it is. It's it's mashed potatoes, chicken, corn, gravy. <laughs> because let. why why would you not top all of that with fucking gravy?
1: Oh. I mean, yeah, but like, oh, like, no, and I—that is my problem—is it looks good and it's KFC, so you know it's good, right? But why? Like, I don't want to do that to myself.
0: (laughs) But they want you to. Yeah. You know who else does not give a fuck about how healthy you're living your life? (laughs) Hardee's, or Carl's Jr. If anyone in California is listening, or West Coast people. Ever they, since they
1: switched to a burger joint.
0: Yeah, you they know? don't care, dude. They don't. remember, when, like they have smoke shows up there. Like how, like eating. <laughs> yeah. Why are you trying to give me a chub with eat, with eating a burger?
1: You know like the the uh, barbecue sauce. Yeah. Off like, like why is, is this right? I'm not. I'm I'm bothered more than anything. You know what used to bother me about those commercials? Huh. The noises. <laughs> I, yeah, like bring up bring up those commercials and listen to them
0: they're not good they man. put
1: in extra noises of of her eating and it's just like
0: yeah uncomfortable
1: i don't i don't want this yeah
0: this is not, yeah i don't want anything to do with this and i should want
1: all of it but i want none of it now yeah because I'll you pass. ruined it yeah you ruined it and plus at, i think at the time i was i was on the uh funnily enough coming back to rallies the screaming chicken kick oh dude the screaming chicken okay i fell off it pretty fast though but there was a summer where i was on a screaming chicken kick yeah every day for lunch dude and then i don't know like they changed something bad experience yeah and i was like okay well i'm done with that now (laughs) time to move on (laughs) uh but oh god those commercials, those Hardy's commercials, every time she took a bite, it's like- It was very awkward. I, mean, I get that there's eating noises, but I don't need to hear them in a commercial. Yeah, you
0: don't need to put a mic, like, in her throat. You don't- <laughs> She really- don't, did, Are cowboy boots necessary? Not
1: at all. The white tank top? I mean, you know, like, come on. Come on now. Insane, is, it, is what it was. in I don't know that anybody thinks fondly of those commercials.
0: No, I don't know anybody that looked at him and either a got happy or b immediately went in the car and went like what? What is the message supposed to be? Like if you come here, she's gonna hop in the car with you and eat a thick burger. Like come on, man, get that out of here. I, I, like I, well, in that I'm the target for that shit. Yeah, is like that guy on the couch who's hungry watching TV. Let's put a nine up here wrecking a fucking just. Just looking like you're about to after you get your fat ass in your car and come <laughs> here, you're gonna. She's gonna look like you because everybody eats our burgers. None of that is true. I, what, None of that is true. What
1: is the message there? Just sex sells, and that's it.
0: I guess. Yeah. Hey, hot girls eat our burgers too, but it's like, I, I don't know, man. I would argue the best thing you can get from Hardee's is a good hot ham and cheese. A hot ham and cheese sandwich, if done right, is is superb. So why would I like? Those are. You know, you know, she's not eating those sexually, but I'm just, I'm just as fine with that. Yeah, you know, I don't need sex with my food.
1: I used to like the the Frisco sourdough. Okay, yeah, that was okay, but I was we went to Hardee's because it became a hot thing for a minute. Yeah, when they switched to burgers. Yeah, and so it was like okay,
0: they changed your logo to a star and shit. Yeah,
1: dude. We were the Hardy Star Mafia. <laughs> we used to go around and steal them off people's antennas. We had oh, bags shit. of those things. Yo. <laughs> Sometimes we would take them and, and put them on other people's who didn't have them. <laughs> Stupid.
0: We had a buddy of mine, I was telling you about him off air before before the pod. My buddy, shout out to James Ballard, good friend of mine from my childhood. Uh, we still talk every day. He lives in Nashville or Asheville, North Carolina before he uh before he moved um he and i would hit the hardy's over there um on mercury right by next to the park the 711 mm-hmm. now um we would hit that hardy's like every morning early first thing when we were hanging out because he would go to v- he was going to vcu but like he would come down for like a month or what, you know whatever right. i didn't go to college but whenever <laughs> whenever they don't have class yeah. he'd come and like he'd be in town and shit and we would just like go ape and raise hell together. And there was this uh we got in this kick where we just went like hey, all old people are in Hardy's every morning reading the paper and sipping their coffee. Let's just go because what else are we going to do <laughs> this early and why are we awake? But we are, so let's go eat. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was probably some <laughs> some mind alterers involved <laughs> in these decisions. Sure. But there was a um there was a woman that worked in the drive-thru. Uh her name was Tasmeen, if I remember correctly. Maybe I shouldn't have put that out there, <laughs> but it's already out there, so who gives a shit? And for some reason, he thought she was super attractive. So when we'd go through the drive thru, he would be like leaning cause you know how like every like all your buddies are into certain certain things i guess you could say you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you know i'm i'm redhead guy he likes uh he prefers um like oriental women i guess you could say and um i don't know why that came out so clunky but whatever we're here and but like she she checked all the boxes for him and she was, she was like mind you at this time we're like 22 23 okay we're kids for yeah. all in, i mean like on paper and all but mm-hmm. You know, we're not where we should be yet. Not adults yet. No, clearly, because we're in fucking Hardy's drive-through at five oh eight in the morning, (laughs) harassing fucking this woman. Yeah. But he had a thing for her, so we'd get all hopped up, and he'd go over. Like we'd go there, and I would always drive, and like he would always yell some obscene shit like across my (laughs) lap at this woman, and you could tell she wanted like when she eventually like our voices, she would. You know my voice normally because I was driving. She would like memorize like, "Hey, welcome to Hardee's, whatever," boy. and like, "Hey, can I?" Like she would, like you could just hear the disgust in her voice. And like, <laughs> your totals nine eighty seven. Please pull around. Like you could just hear her. She was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> I just have to have now like hypothetical semen flung at me across this dude's lap." You know, and like I remember at one point she got like she was down to earth enough to go, "Look, young man, I'm married." <laughs> and he said something to the effect of I don't give a shit. Like let's involve him too or something. And I was God. just like, Oh Lord, this like God, we really are the worst. <laughs> the worst. This was this was like an ongoing thing for a while. And eventually it died. Um I don't know what happened to this woman, but I hope she's doing well because we like it wasn't so much me. I was just the pilot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wasn't like I had no desire to go, you know, go there with this woman, you know. But I hope her and her husband are doing well. You know? Fuck
1: yeah.
0: We uh we just talked food for uh for
1: thirty minutes on an eagle's pod.
0: I but I love it. I don't wanna edit a single syllable out. Um because I did not want to get to this part of the podcast if I'm being honest. It's time. I will duck out. It huh? is time. No, please don't. Don't let me talk about the birds.
1: You got to, man. I <laughs> know, I
0: guess that's why I'm here. Fuck me. So after last week's game that we didn't get to discuss, the debacle on Monday night against Seattle. Um, you know, and that was leading in that the rumors were out there, hey, okay, Wentz on a short leash, Jeff Lurie's, you know, meddling for the first time since he's on the team, which is very uncharacteristic for him. Uh, when struggles team loses yada yada you know the deal brandon graham comes out and he says we want carson wentz to know that we're riding with him until the end that's from brandon graham you know leader of this team he's the reason we won the super bowl the strip sack on brady the best player on the team this year i don't even know that it's debatable to be honest uh at this point he's having a hell of a year really nobody else is on this team um so that happens and you know Dougie P is fielding questions all week. Hey, who's the starter? Yada, yada. So Wentz still gets the start yesterday in Lambeau. And, you know, there's still reports out there he's on a short leash. The good news is we came out yesterday, first drive, ended in points, right? Good thing it was a field goal, but it was points. I think it was the first time we had led in a game in, I think, four weeks. Fucking hell, that's where we've come but it was a it was it was that first drive was was encouraging. I wasn't mad that it ended in a field goal necessarily. What of course you want 6 over 3, but I wasn't bummed out because it was a 7 plus minute drive that featured a rare commitment to the run. Carson looked good. He actually had pocket awareness. He was moving around a little bit in the pocket there. That first drive was a win. That makes you settle in and go okay, Okay. Now we've got and mind you, this is the the Lambo, the frozen tundra, is not like this this is a team the Birds went last year on on a Thursday night game and beat the Packers. Uh that was when Jordan Howard, who just back on the team now. Funny. Who and you know he went nuts. He had three touchdowns. Like that was a huge win last year against the Packers in Lambeau. It's not that this team is incapable of, oh shit, we're playing in Arrowhead. We're playing in Lambo. We're playing in these Those type of places you think of in the NFL is hallowed ground, and we just go there and shit ourselves. This team just won there last September, so here we are. First drive looks good. Things end up going the way that they've gone all year long. Wentz looks like shit. Uh, The whole team looks like shit. You know he's he's struggling. He's not seen the field. He's holding on to the ball. The play calling is getting bizarre. We're giving up the run because we're down now, and that's all the excuse that Dougie P needs to abandon the run game. So, fuck Miles Sanders now. Let's just pass, 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 and do so with seven-step drops behind a poor line that can't pass block with just – less than ideal route combinations. You're not doing anything to help Carson get the ball out quickly. He's not doesn't seem willing necessarily to get the ball out quickly. And even if he was, he can't because he is so mind fucked now that he's not seeing the field. This guy that was at one point an MVP that was a trendsetter in this league that everybody thought was the next big thing is now a fucking shell of himself because this This entire organization has ruined him, at least for now. I hope not for good, but at least for now. So the unthinkable for me happens. I know a lot of Eagles fans out there wanted to see this, but in comes number two, right? Jalen Hurts comes in. And, you know, look, man, he ends up – he throws a 32-yard touchdown pass to Greg Ward – on a fourth and 18 in the fourth quarter. He makes it 23 to 10. Jalen Rager comes out. There's two touchdowns in, in a minute and 22 seconds that happened. That was the first one. Jalen Hurts to Greg Ward. Jalen Rager with a 73 yard punt return to make it 23 to 16 after a Jake Elliott mixed, missed extra point uh, with six minutes and change left to go. Jake Elliott, by the way, love you, the 61 yarder, was great a couple years ago. You're part of the Super Bowl team, but you need to get the fuck out of here. We have now gotten so bad and so just such a disaster that we now have gotten to the point where we need a new fucking kicker. Jake Elliott doesn't even look to be himself anymore. That's where we're at. So the game ultimately ends with Hurts throwing a pick to Darnell Savage, uh, you know, first rounder out of Maryland last year by Green Bay. The diving interception by him. There was some pressure on Jalen Hurts It forces him to get rid of the ball. Uh, pass was intended for Greg Ward on a deep out, and uh, Savage just dives, makes a play to close the game up. You know, I'll say this: that the 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 Jalen Hurts the touchdown on the fourth and eighteen to Greg Ward. It, it, he looked good. You know, he was able to step up in the pocket, a little mobility, a scramble there. He he dropped it into Greg Ward. That play was nice. I'll give him that. But other than that, you know, again, there were some bad decisions. Not every throw was on. But same thing you see from Carson Wentz. He took, I believe, as well, Jalen Hurts. Oh, he's mobile. He took fucking three sacks, two behind this offensive line. Wentz got sacked, I believe, four times. So Hurts got sacked just as many, just about. If you extrapolate to how much, how long uh, they were in the game. You know, now, yes, did that Doug Peterson, as he said, it provided a quote unquote spark? Uh, I guess now this football team is the equivalent of, you know, a married couple that's been married for 40 years. Now they need a spark in their fucking life. That's where we're at. Um, but to me, it, 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 Jalen Hurts did not show me, you know, Okay, this this is the guy. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers comes over to uh, J, uh excuse me, Carson Wentz after the game. Uh they have a lengthy conversation together. I would love to know what those two discussed, obviously who wouldn't. Uh you can speculate, you can imagine. That's just something that I found was uh was was very curious um to see as the broadcast yesterday was closing out from yesterday's game. <clears throat> So asked um, today at his press conference, Doug Peterson says it's his decision who will start at quarterback and that he doesn't feel the need to communicate that decision with the other coaches or the leaders of the team. Does not feel the need to communicate his decision with the other coaches or the leaders of the team. Because now we are a franchise that has won a Super Bowl, which is all Eagles fans ever wanted, right? was just a ring. Give us the Lombardi. That's it. And we got it. And it was fucking amazing and always will be. Nobody will ever be able to take away Super Bowl 52, February Fourth, Two 2018. Greatest day of my life. Greatest day of yours as well, I'm assuming. That will never go away. But at the same time, the flip side of it has developed a lot of egos. A lot of egos that are now destroying this team from the top to the bottom. That's where we're at. This team is now, I would argue, in a worse situation than any other team in the NFC East, including the Cowboys. Including the Cowboys. At least Dak was playing at a high level when when he went down when his ankle was facing the wrong way. At least he was playing at a high level then. That was also before Carson went completely off the rails before they mind fucked him to death. But be that as it may, this team looks now like it is in need of a complete implosion. To not to not say that you you're not willing to discuss if you're the head coach your decision with other coaches or leaders of the team. Look, man, that's just not that that's not. That's not something that is you just – you can't fucking know. I, look, I coached youth football, rec league football here in Hampton Roads. Every single thing that I did, I ran the offense. My guy, Kendall, ran the defense. Everything that I was doing on offense and everything he was doing on defense, we stayed up all hours of the night together on the phone, you know, tweaking our play. Hey, this is what I'm doing with this person, yada, yada. You have, and this is—we're not—we didn't make a dime for this shit. Communication is key in everything in life. It doesn't matter what it is—it does in a in a relationship, at at your job, with your you know, with your kids, it, whatever. Communication is key to not want to not even be Hey, yeah, no, I'm gonna keep them in the loop. Come on, man. All it is is just a war now between him and Howie Roseman. It feels like that who's got the bigger dick. Who's the one that had more to do with Super Bowl 52? And as a result, the entire team and the entire fan base, including some of the players, is now going to suffer because of it. Because of a pissing contest. That's where we're at with two grown men that have championships to their name. And now you got to understand, Eagles owner Jeff Lurie has come out. It's it's the reports are out there now that he's frustrated with the team under Doug Peterson. So okay, Peterson's initial reaction is I gotta stood by Carson, but now I got a, the spark thing. I now have to try and have a spark for this office because now I'm coaching for my job again. This is a guy that just won a Super Bowl, you know, two three years ago, and he's on the hot seat. Like I've said here before, that Super Bowl did not guarantee him a decade of un, of, of employment here. Just didn't. Bottom line, I didn't expect him to be on my hot seat this year. But here we are. Now, again, ultimately, I think he stays. I just want to see him acquiesce. The play calling, as we've discussed before, before, give it to Deuce Staley. There's no reason Doug Peterson needs to be calling these plays all the time. Clearly, he cannot do it effectively, right? Which leads us to last Monday, the Seattle game. Doug Peterson, we come to find out, he did not call all four quarters of plays in that Seattle game on Monday night. He did not. Okay, hell yeah. He's re- he's acquiescing some of the play calling duties to another coach. Is it Deuce Staley? Nope. Try Q- quarterback coach, Press Taylor. A guy named fucking Press. That's who you give it to. Because he's the quarterback coach. Because Doug Peterson is so obsessed with passing the ball. When he's the guy that, when he was in Cleveland, lost his job. What was was behind Spurgeon win on the depth chart? Spurgeon fucking win in the in the, We're not talking the nine and three Cleveland Browns that you have now that are actually respectable. We're talking the, the 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 reborn expansion Courtney Brown Tim Couch. Cleveland Browns. He couldn't start. He couldn't. He couldn't beat Tim Couch's backup over Spurgeon. Win, but he's so obsessed with bats and the ball that okay, quarterbacks coach Press Taylor. I'm going to give you the play calling duties, and Press Taylor's been here for you know a good amount of time as well. But Deuce Staley again with the tenure, as mentality. I I don't know other than the fact that again, I why. Mm. Fucking Christ Almighty! Deuce Staley has been with his team through uh, as a coaching staff, as a running backs coach, on this coaching staff for three tenures, three head coaching tenures. Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson, and and you're gonna give it to fucking press Taylor, the quarterback coach, because you're so pass happy when you've got a guy that has put in time that knows his roster, knows what it is capable of. You owe it to him to try and elevate him. Andy Reid elevated you so you could come to this team, win a Super Bowl, and fuck shit up. The least you could do is elevate Deuce. But no, we're going to give it to Press Taylor, the other white guy who likes run the foo- or really likes throwing the football as well. He's a quarterback, coach. So I'm going to give it to him instead of the black guy who prefers to run the ball. Now, I'm not calling Doug Peterson a racist, but those optics are shit. Can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. You want to look around and wonder why there's not a lot of black head coaches in this league? Look at shit like that. Eric Biennemi, the offense coordinator for Kansas City, he, you know, I know there was some off the field stuff there back in the day, but if anybody is qualified for a head coaching gig, it's him. I could argue Deuce Staley is right there in that conversation. If Peterson goes, I would want Deuce to get – More than the interview he got before. I want him to have serious consideration because I would believe in him to have a bigger role in this team, and he deserves it. If not with this team, which I'm sure he would prefer, hey, elsewhere. For his sake. For his sake. Same with Carson. I'm to the point now with Carson where this team, this franchise, front office, everything, has ruined him so much to where I don't want to see him go. I do not. If I haven't made that clear before, let me state it now, I do not want Carson Wentz gone. I want him here as the quarterback of this team. But maybe it behooves him to go somewhere else. Maybe it's better for him. Maybe it's better for him. Because you have a coach in Frank Reich in Indianapolis that now, as everybody, every Eagles fan knows, now we know, okay, maybe he was the brains behind this shit. And he's in Indianapolis, like we've said. He said, "I'll, I'll, fuck, we'll trade for Carson. You've got guys out there, other coaches that are saying going on the record, we'll take him. And this is the guy that you are ruining with your war of egos and your tug of war over dick size and everything else. This is the guy that at the end of the day you gave a four-year, $128 million extension to that kicks in next year. Year. You can't just get rid of this contract. If Carson Wentz were to get cut, there would be $59 million in dead cap space. $59 million in dead cap space. Think about how much money you get paid at your job and you overwork yourself and kill yourself at your job to. You know, live the life that you live, and you want you want this team to pay fifty nine million dollars to Carson wentz for him to not even play for this team. Ugh. this extension kicks in next year. I've never seen a team pay a guy a contract like this and then do. Dick all of nothing to put him in a position to succeed. Absolutely nothing to put him in a position to succeed. You have entering yesterday's game. Okay? Entering yesterday's game, Carson Wentz was sacked 37 times on extended dropbacks this season. That's 15 times more than the second than the next quarterback. Now, what is an extended dropback? Those are those deep drops, those five- to seven-step drops, right, where you're dropping back more than three-step, where guys are running longer routes to take time to develop. Five, seven-step drop. Okay, get your feet set. Now, look, we're not talking three-step drop, boom, get the ball out quick, which it should be behind an offensive line that can't pass block, but again, is clearly capable of run blocking because Miles Sanders is second in the league in average yards per carry behind Nick Chubb. And Cleveland runs the fuck out of Nick Chubb. We're over here giving Miles Sanders eight carries a game. I mean, Jesus Christ almighty. Fucking pitiful. If I were 20, he's one of the most... I was having this argument at work today. I'm not going to do it right now. But with with where exactly Miles Sanders talent-wise ranks in the league at running back... Miles Sanders is a top 10 running back in this league. It's not even debatable. You put him... On any other team in this league that's willing to run the ball, he is a stud. And he still is in this offense getting fucking nine touches a week. If I were him, I'd be the, the loudest motherfucker at the care Complex. Yo, run me or get me the hell out of here. Simple as that. Simple as that. but when you look at Carson Wentz again that's 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 what they're not willing to do to help him the adjustments to the game plan not running Miles Sanders still having him take the 5 7 step drops it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous there's no accountability on this team from top to bottom it's just dudes doing a million different things there is no accountability on this team except for the first year eagle Darius Slay who tweeted out i haven't been worth shit these past 2 weeks and he's right and he's 100% right. DK Metcalf, you know, who I'm getting. See, he's become like the new guy, like the new internet guy that everybody, ever since he chased down Buda Baker, you know, and even you could trace it even back more to the Combine with a picture of him without a shirt on. And he looked like a Transformer. Now everybody became obsessed with him. He chased down Buddha Baker, blah, 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 blah. DK Metcalf is becoming one of these guys that anything he does is fucking amazing. DK Metcalf, you know. Took advantage of Darius Slay last week. He's bigger. Darius Slay, there were a lot of times in a Seattle game where Darius Slay was in perfect coverage, was draped all over D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf is just whatever D.K. Metcalf is, and he still got his against Darius Slay. Devontae Adams was no different yesterday with two touchdowns. So you have Darius Slay, the first-year eagle, trying to be a leader. Look, man, I haven't done a damn thing that I've been paid to do. i got to be better. This ain't who I am and you have the same things being said every week by everybody in this team, and that includes Carson. That includes Carson, who keeps saying, I got to be better, I got to be better, and and I will credit him in this. He is not – you've never heard him blame anybody, anybody. Jalen Hurts running the ball yesterday, came to the sideline, you know, speed carries him out of bounds. You know, 11's right there to give him a tap on the ass. Great leader. Great leader. Even tweeted out at Jalen Hurts after he got drafted by Howie Roseman. Hey, welcome to the team, man. That's what you want your leader to do. That's what you want your leader to do to be there. But at the same time, that pick, I refuse to believe otherwise, that pick, Fucked with Carson. And and reports are out that he did not like the pick. And, again, you got to remember, at the end of the day, Carson Wentz is a guy that walks past the statue of a backup quarterback every single day on the way to work, Keeps be- continues to be told, you weren't the guy that won the Super Bowl, even though people conveniently forget he was the MVP of the league that year until they got hurt. So Nick Foles wouldn't have even been taken over the team in an advantageous situation had Carson not gone on the tear that he went on. He's dealt with that his whole career. Foles goes away. They bring Jalen Hurts in. And now you can you can sit there and say, Well, well, you're an NFL quarterback. That shouldn't, if anything, it should push you more. Why would that? Because you would think, okay, you know, if you're an NFL quarterback, that that shouldn't bother you. Right? That shouldn't bother you. You should just be able to shake that shit off and, and 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 focus on yourself and and improve your game and so on and so forth. And I can understand that. But again, this has been an albatross has followed this man around his entire career. He had an MVP level season here. You know, has had injuries, has carried this team to the playoffs when they had nothing but tumbleweed lining up on the perimeter, drugged this team to the playoffs. And he's been made to feel the entire time he's been here as if he's not good enough. The only time this fan base collectively embraced him was his rookie year, when he was good for a rookie, but, you know, didn't exactly light the world on fire. He's a rookie. And then in the second year he comes out and he has that MVP-level season, everybody loves him, and then he gets hurt. And now what we do is compare him to a guy who hasn't done shit anywhere else other than this team. And I guarantee you, if Carson Wentz goes somewhere else, that ain't going to be the case. He's not going to look like Nick Foles did elsewhere. He's going to look better. He's going to return, I would bet, to what we saw in 2017, to his MVP form. I would bet any amount of money that he would, with a coaching staff that is not dumb as fuck, that is not constantly trying to be engaged in a pissing contest and a game of dick swords, that – if he gets an offensive mind and structure top to bottom that that is in lockstep, that he will return to form. Again, I don't want that to happen. What I'm hoping is that that Doug potentially, more than likely, and Howie Roseman get the hell shown out of town and Carson stays. That's what I hope. You've made this investment in him. It is harder to find – a quarterback in this league, a damn good quarterback than anything else. We know this. You can find good coaches. There's good builders out there, GMs. Not all of them are great, but, you know, you can find guys. If you've got a quarterback, you should cherish it. What I question is whether or not he is completely ruined here and if he needs to change the scenery or not. That's what I question. But, When you've got Howie Roseman, who opts to take Jalen Hurts over Jeremy Chin, who has been killing it in Carolina. Go back to the draft episodes when this podcast first launched. I told uh, Jeremy Chin was a guy I was very high on, very high, and he's also a guy that has been killing it in Carolina under Matt Rule with the Panthers. He had two defensive touchdowns, I believe, uh, last weekend. We couldn't use that in the secondary we couldn't use that no let's 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 take a guy and use him you know two, three snaps a game for the most part and have him come in and be a guy to take over for Carson just looking over Carson's shoulder constantly and make Carson feel like he's got to look over his shoulder and again, man, I get that mindset of you. Why does it bother Carson that they brought him in? Well, I'll fucking tell you why it bothers. If you were promised something at a job, if you were given, look, if you were given, nobody, nobody's getting a four-year, $128 million contract at their job, right, more or less, but if you were given the equivalent, the vote of confidence that, okay, whatever it is, wherever you work, you know, uh, we're giving you this as a vote of confidence. We want you to be in charge of this department or whatever. We want you to manage this this branch or this warehouse, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, you maybe you 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 underperform a little bit. You have an off stretch or whatever the case may be. And now they bring in a younger guy. You're not going to kind of look at it and go, these motherfuckers? Of course you are. Now from there you can make a decision of which way you want to go. Whether you do mentally check out and start putting resumes out there, or whether your head down and keep grinding. And I think Carson's kept his head down and kept grinding. But at the end of the day, they haven't done anything to help this guy. Howie Roseman has this team cap fucked next year. We have brought in guys like Deshaun Jackson, giving money to Alshon Jeffrey, Javon Hargrave, Malik Jackson. Just there's an obsession with the D-line there while neglecting the secondary, with the exception of Darius Slay, while neglecting the linebacking core, even though Alex Singleton has been playing his fucking ass off all year. The point is, if Alex Singleton is the best linebacker on your team and you're an NFL team, you have a problem. Love the guy. He has played his ass off. Former Calgary Stampeder. It's a great story. You should have better. You can't. That cannot be your best linebacker, but we can rotate in 75 defensive linemen on you. You're putting too much, and again, that is a strength of this team and always has been recently and has kept this team in games that otherwise it wouldn't have been. But don't you think, man, I could spend this money elsewhere. And common sense would tell you that the Shawn Jackson deal a couple years ago, even though it was three years, $15 million, I believe. Not a ton of money. But that's money that could be used elsewhere or to help get this team out of cap trouble next year. And you're going to give money to him because fans still wear number 10 jerseys because you returned to punt eight, nine years ago, whenever the hell it was. This is a team that has now become way too obsessed with the smell of its own farts. Winning the Super Bowl has completely just derailed this organization. This used to be a proud organization top to bottom full of solid dudes for the most part and now since the super bowl we have we there's this unearned hubris there that is not this is not we're the eagles we won one super bowl okay and it was fucking great but we're hardly the pittsburgh steelers or the san francisco 49ers or, or the New England Patriots, or dare I even say it, the Dallas Cowboys, in terms of historic prestige. We don't get to think we're this shit after one Super Bowl and start having guys throw egos around and I'll take a second string quarterback because I run this fucking team. And okay, Doug Peterson thinks I'm going to keep passing the ball because I was a backup quarterback who couldn't beat out Spurgeon Wynn for the backup job in Cleveland. So I'm just going to throw my quarterback's arm to the ground until he can have fucking Tommy John. The hell with running the ball ever. This is what I believe in, even though it clearly is not working. I don't care about helping my quarterback work out of whatever funk he's in. I care about my philosophy over the betterment of the team. That is why this team is now the worst in the NFC East. And I can make an argument probably for every team in this league to have hope over the birds right now. That might be hyperbole because I'm pissed off right now. But I could give you half of the teams in the league at least – have more of a reason, have more hope. The New York Jets right now have more hope than the Eagles. Don't believe me? They're probably going to draft Trevor Lawrence. And you could say, yeah, but it's the Jets. They'll probably fuck him up. And maybe they do. Maybe they do. But what have we done with Carson? How is that any different to what the Jets are going to potentially do with Trevor Lawrence or what the Jaguars are going to do with Justin Fields? How is that any different? therefore, how are we any better than them? Let's be honest. Let's be honest, the best way to turn this thing around is to get Howie Roseman the fuck out of here to where now when we do likely have a top 10 pick next year, somebody can't get cute and piss it away trying to flop it on the table and say, hey, mine's bigger. Because there's a real chance with a high draft pick, if Carson stays on that deal, which more than likely he will unless somebody's going to take that over, which you're going to have a hard time finding somebody that's going to trade for that contract. Although again, Wouldn't put Frank Reich out of the equation in Indianapolis. Top 10 pick, Micah Parsons, quarterback of the defense at linebacker out of Penn State. Or you go Jamar Chase if he falls to you. Wide receiver out of LSU. That is the debate that I see that is going to rage amongst fans for the coming months until the draft arrives in April of 2021. That's what I see. That's what I see because we're going to have a top-ten pick. What do you think Jalen Hurts is going to suddenly fucking just lead this team on a tear and we're going to light the NFL up? No. This team's going to be picking 6th, 7th, or 8th in the draft, and you hope that a Parsons or a Jamar Chase or somebody like that falls to you, and now you can immediately go, okay, we've got something. There is a piece here. And you complete the draft, the entire draft, not just the first round, Not get cute in the second. Not this team does not, and this is another thing with Howie Roseman. His just just willingness to part ways with draft picks for a a fucking cotton candy vendor. This team does not have a a fourth round pick this year because he traded it to Cleveland a couple years ago for edge rusher Jannard Avery. You know where he is now? Not on this team. And we don't have a fourth rounder because of this shit. When we're up against the cap and there is holes and needs everywhere on this roster, that fourth round pick could be big. And now we don't have it because we just, we couldn't, we couldn't say no. We had to make a move, right? We had to. We couldn't not make a move. I'm Howie Roseman. I do what the fuck I want to do. So I'm going to go out here and get this guy. He's not going to be on the roster in a couple of years, but who gives a shit? You know, it worked out with Jay Ajayi, then Golden Tate happened. That was whatever. He caught a, you know the touchdown pass in the playoff game against Chicago, whatever. Other than that, you gave up a third rounder for that. You need to take the opposite approach. If I'm running this team as a GM, I'm trying to unload contracts so I can get draft assets. That's what I'm trying to do. Now, again, the rumor is, you know, as we've said here, they were trying to, you know, as has been reported, Ertz was reportedly being shopped. Until he got hurt, you can't trade a dude that's hurt. But that would be my mindset. Let me get rid of some of these headaches, get them elsewhere, get them the hell out of here, try and start over. I'm going to acquire assets. I want two third-rounders. I want an additional one, an additional one we already have. Let me see if I can't get a second-rounder from somebody desperate from maybe a Zach Ertz or something like that, a high second or a late first. So I can give them a tight give some team a tight end to go on a run to the Super Bowl. That is how you make moves and long term make the roster better. Not by taking a backup quarterback just because you can't help yourself. Because, hey, we want to be a quarterback factory. Well, guess what your quarterback factory did? Shit the bed for both of them. For the one that you just paid, $128 million, your quarterback factory failed. Now what are you going to do to rebuild it? It's that simple. What say you? Give me your thoughts at Greasepole Podcast on Instagram is where you can reach me. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, thoughts—any of the above—I am always available at Greasepole Podcast on IG. Uh, let me know what you think. We have made it. Th- wow, over an hour. It's been a while since <laughs> since there's been an over an hour episode. I mean, about thirty five minutes was Fat Kid talk, but you know, hey man, it 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 was it was nice to know that at least you know not all of this over hour plus was was just me being you know lincoln park depressed do
1: you feel better <clears throat> you got it out you're pretty fired up there man
0: I, I i think i do man i just worry that i worry what it means for my guy man mm-hmm. i really do it it i should not have felt the way inside that i did when we benched him yesterday i shouldn't have i just i feel for him, man because i it, it, what he's had to deal with throughout his career here
1: look i you know? I'm not even a football guy, right? Like, Especially, we don't have to get into my history with football. <laughs> but even I know, if one, you have a guy, that should be your guy. That's it, man. That's you it. Don't start looking for the next guy. The extension hasn't even kicked in yet, dude. Like, it starts next year. Give him a chance. That, right?
0: Right? And that's it. <laughs> well, what's stupid about this team is, so we, there's, there's, and, and yeah, I've talked about it here before, but so in, in the draft there were the dra- the guy everybody wanted in the draft was Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. Right? Mm-hmm. He played for the national champs. He had you know they were undefeated. He had first overall pick Joe Burrow throwing him touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. We want the shiny guy every because all most fans do is just Google mock drafts, and if they see a guy's name next to their team, they go, Oh okay, that's our guy. I'd like him. Yeah, like they're not. Like watching tape and watching games like a fucking idiot like I am. You know? But J- Justin Jefferson was a guy that you could just line up in the slot. That was his special. He lined up, I think, like over 95%, I think, of his slot, of, of his snaps were in the slot at LSU. Mm-hmm. So he's a – I don't want to say one-dimensional, but he was a niche guy. Then we draft Jalen Rager. When Justin Jefferson fell to us on it, – it, we were on the clock at 21. Just, Justin Jefferson's there. Everybody's, you know – Jizz in their pants. Fuck yeah, we got our guy. We, he's, we got the guy in all the mocks. Because he, I don't remember an instance where every mock draft had, like Justin Jefferson to us, if he was, it was like, everyone was like, this a lock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then we take Jalen Rager, wide receiver out of TCU. And he's more versatile. He can return punts. He can line up anywhere. You can fucking jet sweep him. And around, a, he's quick, which Jefferson is as well. But Rager's got more long speed. So we took him because Versatility. All for it, all for it, right? Mm-hmm. But now we use him, and and and, and you like you you'd see the, you see that you can see the speed he's got with the punt return yesterday, the seventy three yard punt return. But instead of using him on end arounds and jet sweeps and trying to get him in space with his speed and having him run go routes and beat a guy and take the top off the defense, what we do is we have him run out routes. And 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 hook routes and shit like that, just weird route concepts that you don't with a guy that you take because of his versatility, versatility and his ability to line up everywhere and be a chess piece. You're using him like he's checker. Yeah, you're using him like he's Greg Ward, who's a practice squad guy. (laughs) I have three bottles of Jameson in my house, Mm -hmm. and it's weird because I must have. Because I'm just getting everything set up in the in the man cave. And apparently at some point I was I, I was not sober enough to just go, OK, let me finish this bottle before I open another one. <laughs> so one of the three is still sealed. Uh, one of them is still about a third of the way full. The other one's about half full. So there must have been a weird night in there somewhere. But those three bottles are not enough to keep dealing with this shit. <laughs> Like, dude, if I didn't have to work the next day on Mondays, like I would, your boy would have alcohol poisoning. You would have to wheel me in here on a gurney, man. <laughs> like it's just it, it's
1: it's maddening, dude. Well, it is fucking maddening. I, I think we mentioned this before we went on today. It's like, and you actually mentioned it on the show today. The Super Bowl is, in some ways, the worst thing to have happened to
0: this team. Blessing and a curse, dude. It is. It is. It's that moment gave me so much joy. Because I'm not – I don't know, man. I'm not – in terms of, like, the underbelly side of me, I don't – like, most people don't really see that, Mm -hmm. you know. And it was really cool because I, you know, I watched it with my father and I watched it with, you know, my son, the three of us. Three generations of Eagles fans together. Only one that wasn't there was my grandfather who's, you know, not here. Right. To, you know, whatever. But my pops who was at the time 58 – I believe, waited fifty-eight years for this shit. Mm. I had waited 30. You know, my son was, I think, nine at the time. I have never and I'm not like that was the first time my son had ever seen me cry. Like I was openly just I mean, hysterical. Just in tears. My dad is not really, like, I looked at him, and there was a tear coming down his face, and it was just like, yo, man, like, this is, this yeah, is, this is, fine. this is what this is, this is what this shit is about. The best in sports. That's what it's about, yeah. man. You know, three generations, holy fuck, we did it, we've waited, you know, my son didn't have the time in that I did, or my, <laughs> you know, my dad did, but it was still, like, he grew up around it, he knew, and it was so cool. It was so fucking cool, man, and... Now here we are, and it's like man, not like, that long ago. Like that was. I'm sitting here, a couple years ago. Like man, we can. Like I'm thinking, Dynasty maybe, man.
1: You got to think at least one more that maybe a maybe a run to the Super Bowl and a, a loss.
0: Yes, I thought for sure. I'm not going to say I thought one more was a lock, but I thought it was pretty close. Yeah, I'm like you know. What all the people, all the all the Wentz haters would go? Oh, he didn't. He's going to. He's gonna get his. Don't worry, he'll get his. Now <laughs> we we fucked him up so much, man. That
1: David Car-ed him.
0: <laughs> dude, yeah, we might because he's been like fucking, he's fucking dead back there. Yeah, you no know, part of him, if he's being honest, is probably like, man, goddamn, like let the kid get killed for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, part of it, man, like, if, if you're in, like, an abusive relationship for but so long, no matter how – when shit was – because shit's always going to be good at some point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you've been in, like, a not ideal relationship, like, shit gets so bad, you eventually look back and go, like, yeah, okay, things were good at one point. But, like, well, look, look where we are now. And I just – I hope we're not at the point where, like, there's no turning back. Yeah. I hope we're not. But it – I don't know, man. Part of me never believed, and I kept like talking myself every week. This is going to be the week. This is the week eleven does it. This is the week he goes nuts and he shuts everybody the fuck up. And then the first drive, you're like, oh, three and out again. Mm." That's why yesterday, like the first drive, I was like, yo, okay, he looks all right. You know, we're helping him out. We're running the ball here. Like he
1: looked god that's the thing again i'm not football guy oh my god dude but if your quarterback is having issues help him out hand the hand the rock off when you have a monster of a running back back there too like this dude gets six yards a clip because then you run him twice you get a first down then guess what defenses shift to stop him yes and suddenly your
0: guy can breathe it opens up a little bit right he's in a rhythm now okay i'm not getting hit to death either i don't have to get rid of the ball so damn quick and not to mention bef- i can actually look up field yeah and before you know it you're in the red zone your offensive line's happy they can actually fire off the ball and be men and hit somebody instead of take a step back and put your hands up and 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 try to protect pass pro which you can't that it, I've never seen an offensive line. It's so weird, and there's differences between run blocking and pass blocking. And I'm not going to be a complete nerd, but I've never seen such a difference in the same people in the same game be effective run blocking and completely inept pass blocking. I, it's mind numbing. It is fucking mind numbing, dude.
1: Well, again, so your line is built to run block. You've got a beast in the backfield. The quarterback is having Check. issues.
0: Oh, and receivers struggle to uh, create separation. So, so there's that. But why does he throw picks? Why does that Carson throw picks all the time? <laughs> I mean, he's not, you know, running for his life. Enough. Right. He's not running for his life or he's not throwing to dudes that are, you know, basically being like they have another player from the other team up their ass. But why does he throw picks? He's so bad. Okay. <laughs> Dude, it's I'm it's not
1: football guy. That's three times I've said this now, and I feel like I kind of get a
0: it, no. You, you get it, man. It's not it's it's we're not, it is not brain surgery with this team. The problem is the egos and everything else complicate the fuck out of it, and it's become a complete organizational failure hmm. from a team that's just you know was a couple years ago was like man, primed to do some damage. This is like we are going to be a problem for people. Hmm. And let's just keep bringing in defensive linemen and just
1: giving guys bad contracts, and then... Are, is the defense, like, sick? Like, do you guys have, like, a...
0: Our defensive line is offensive. They're so good. Okay, so They I are mean, gross.
1: I mean, at least... They're earning their money, but, like, it's not too You need a wins. strength.
0: You need a strength. And our, our strength is in – and I'm a trenches guy because I played offensive and defensive line. But our – so Jim Schwartz does not – our defensive coordinator does not – he's not a heavy blitz guy. He's one of the least blitzing defensive coordinators in the NFL, if not the least. But we, he doesn't need to blitz either because we can get pressure with our front four mm. alone against the five – any five offensive line. We can get pressure with our front four without a problem. Mm. And so that's great. And it helps to be able to have these defensive linemen. You can rotate in. You can keep guys fresh. But do we need 70? (laughs) Right, man. Like you already have Fletcher Cox as an all-pro, future Hall of Famer. Probably going to have his number retired by the team. (laughs) You already had him as a defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. Then you go out and you bring in Malik Jackson, pay him a big free agent contract. Now you do the same with Yvonne Hargrave this past year, pay him a lot of money in free agency. And it's like, man, like, I get it. I get it. I'm fucking all, but like, why not, if you're going to go trenches, why not the other side too maybe? Yeah. Give you a little depth there because guess what? We have none. We have, we're have we having to bring back, we're having to call Jason Peters up and be like, yo, you want to come back? I know you can't get in a fucking three-point stance anymore and you commit 75,000 false starts a year, but you want to come play for us because we have fucking nobody here. <laughs> Fuck man, <laughs> fuck. Heat it up. <laughs> I've got sick time. I might use it and just go home and drink myself into a puddle.
1: Hockey needs to get right. They need to figure that out, dude.
0: So we can watch hockey this. You year. aren't <laughs> lying,
1: man. We'll I was move on to the Flyers. I was
0: thinking that shit yesterday during the game. I was like, you know what, Gary Bettman, NHL, NHLPA, figure this shit out, because I need the Flyers in my life. Like I, it's hope. Yeah, it, and it's something different. Like if. I would be happy to be disappointed by the Flyers now, because <laughs> it's new depression. This is just an endless abyss of bullshit, dude.
1: I'll say this too, though: like uh, you're r- right on the horizon of hope, hope question mark in uh, with the Sixers. Like I know you're not exactly basketball guy, but bringing in Doc Rivers, I love has my to feel... Sixers, man. But yeah, I,
0: Doc was what did it. I'm like, okay, because I don't see Doc dealing with the diva bullshit. Yeah, Brett Brown was just like a guy. And it's like okay, but and you've got like powerful the Sixers, have powerful personalities with Embiid and and Ben Simmons, but who's none into of them the, are LeBron. They're not, and and that's what it's like. Okay, you need like somebody that's not going to take any bullshit in there, and that's what
1: I feel like. That's Doc Rivers. Like the talent is there, mm-hmm. but. Like, hey. It'd be insane if Doc is the piece and suddenly, because from what I understand, you, I haven't seen any Sixers games. I haven't seen a lot of basketball, but, like, you guys are close. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know what the style of ball y'all play, but. Not a lot of shooting on the outside for sure, which is very
0: inconvenient in 2020 when yeah. everybody can just make it rain from 25 feet. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It It's weird, man, because had Kawhi not sunk that goofy double doink shot a couple years ago game seven of the conference semifinals i'm convinced i can't remember who they played in the east finals that year offhand but whoever it was i was like we can take them is it boston it might have been it might have been i'm not sure my I think basketball
1: memory is uh, easy, yeah. unless you talk 90s. With I, me. <laughs> right,
0: right. I think it might have been though, but I was like, man, we got to – And if we could get past them, you had Golden State who was on kind of like that weird like they had, uh, they hadn't lost Kevin Durant yet, I don't think, but they had just lost somebody, I believe. But they were, if the Durant injury hadn't happened yet. Like this was not like seventy three win Golden State. You are like, yo, they're beatable.
1: And we can- They went to like five straight finals, so like right. tired.
0: Right, right, exactly. Like this isn't prime Warriors. We're still talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean they're still viable, but it's like if we get there, we we have a chance. Mm-hmm. And and it, Jimmy Butler worked his ass off in that overtime period, and I felt so bad for him because it was like, oh man, mm-hmm. like it and it was like if the, if this if if it goes if this shot doesn't go. And there's another like we're we're not losing this fucking game type shit, and it it that 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 shot by Kawhi Leonard bouncing off the rim, and there's like that that famous picture we see everybody kind of looking, and Kawhi's licking his lips like a dipshit. <laughs> Those couple bounces off the rim, I swear to God, watching that game felt like thirty minutes. I have not cared about a basketball game, and I love the Sixers, but mm-hmm. that was the most invested I was in the Sixers, like. Like, not, not not watching a game. Like, I'll watch the Sixers record, but, like, like up, getting up for a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything fucking mattered, and you're into it and shit. Like, that was the most up for a game I was in years, dude. And then that shot fell, and it was just like, <laughs> somehow, it feels, somehow it feels right. Yeah. It feels like we're on this side, typically. It was
1: fun while it lasted, yeah. but, you know. It's funny, because you guys are... D- definitely the better team than Iverson's Sixers like leaps and bounds that was
0: one of the worst that was such a bad finals team dude yeah
1: Eric Snow and everybody else
0: (laughs) fucking Eric Snow Aaron McKee although he was a Philly guy went to Temple so that was cool Uh, Tyrone Hill (laughs) Uh, I can't remember if that was Keith Van Horn or Todd McCulloch. I can't remember what who was there. Dikembe Mutombo, like M- Mutombo, Mutombo the was the second. Yeah. yeah, old Mutombo was the second best player on that team. Oof. Eric Snow was a starter Oof. on that Finals team, dude.
1: I mean, there was there was no ball time anyway. Like Iverson, uh,
0: there wasn't, man. But, but
1: still, you, you need you can have other actual bodies to, out there. You need somebody to grab boards, right? You need. You, <laughs> right somebody to play defense
0: you can't just have shells you know (laughs) you need humans out there that actually have organs and have blood flowing and have cognitive thinking which the sixers didn't and the birds haven't as well recently but hopefully that changes we'll see who starts next week you know uh let Let the wheel fall where it may
1: I guess is is I just added ten minutes to your show man Nope, all Sorry. good,
0: man. all good. hey, it looks cool though it looks it looks like it looks like a lot of this was like tirade probably if somebody sees like, yo holy shit <laughs> and then they're gonna like download and go, oh man, they're just talking they're just talking about onion rings. <laughs> you know like just 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 be patient. We'll get to we'll get to the it, why would you want to listen to somebody be mad as fuck for an hour and twenty five minutes anyway? We had to break it up a little bit. Yeah, you know, Eric Snow got name dropped here, I mean, which I mean doesn't commonly happen I know, in everyday like, life.
1: It makes a lot of sense on Gear Freaks.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. Somehow it didn't grease pole. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm not mad at it. By the way, just to round it all out, I don't have the feeling that the Phillies are going to be in the best situation either. They seem like they're we're GMless right now. Mm. You know. It, it it We traded our best pitching prospect to the Marlins for JT Real Muto, the best catcher in baseball, which is cool, but it doesn't seem like he's going to stay. And so it's like, okay, we gave our, our best pitching prospect, who looked good in a couple starts with the Marlins, just to have a guy for a year and a half. And, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, you know how many times we made the playoffs in the last two years since we've had him? Zero. Yep. <laughs> so... Cool. Was it worth it? Because we don't have a lot of pitching. Zach Wheeler, we're supposedly looking at trading, and we have nobody but Aaron Nola, and we cannot clone him and have him go out there five times. It would be great.
1: <laughs> or he can throw his arm out. Like, right. He's just gonna-
0: let him be Carson Wentz. Fuck it. Let it be a theme yeah. in, in the city of Philly. Just everybody throw their arm out. Fuck it. Let your arm fly off your body. Everybody <laughs> get Tommy John, and let's just all we can all – we can all physically and mentally crumble together at the end of the day um enjoy your week kids rest up rest your liver up please for the love of god take care of yourselves let's get ready to uh you know hopefully celebrate next week maybe possibly don't count on it let's see where uh you know what let's play the hand we're dealt I guess. God knows what Dougie P has got up his sleeve, who he's going to start. He doesn't feel the need to let any of us in on it, let alone any of the guys he fucking coaches with or the leaders of this team they got him a goddamn ring. So I guess we'll hurry up and wait, right? And I will hurry up and wait, and I will see you here next Monday for the next edition of the Grease Paul Podcast. As always, go Birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another Grease Paul night in Philly. 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 Facts. Philly.